This is Q&A. Send us your question on 084-786-3132. Ten minutes after nine, uh, South African time on this beautiful, mashallah, uh, Monday night, 084-786-3132. International overseas listeners, plus two seven eight four seven eight six. 3132. Let's welcome the listeners of Radio Al Ansar International. Let's welcome the listeners of Marakat Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah Wal Jamaa. And let's uh, welcome the listeners of Sirius FM. Remember our WhatsApp number is 084 786 3132. International overseas listeners, plus 2784 786 3132. Somebody says, Ustad, do children pay zakat on savings and jewelry? Anonymous, Ustad. There is ikhtilaf and difference of opinion on that issue. According to majority scholars, there is zakat. Your son, your daughter is two, three, four years old. People gave them present. They inherited gold, inherited Kruger coins, and so forth and so on. Yes, there is zakat. So that is the verdict of Maliki, Shafi's, Hanbalis. And Dalil is very good. They intermediate Sharif. Allah man wali yatiman. That who has a have authority of a yatim and lahu malun. And that yatim meaning that minor has wealth. And falyatta jirbihi, then you must invest that wealth. Wala tatruku, don't leave that wealth and assets. Hatta ta'kulahu swadaqa, then the zakat will then decrease it, decrease it. So that the Shafi's, Maliki's, humble is used as dalil and evidence, two and a half percent you have to pay. And Hanafi say, no, people who are children, minors, people who are insane, there is no zakat on them, even if they're millionaires. So when we ask the Hanafis, why you say that, they use the hadith in Abu Dawood, so you must remember that that the pen has been removed from three people from the child you must remember till he or she becomes balik then only the mukallaf and obliged and so forth and then one majnoon people who are insane and mad and so forth hatta till they recover and recover meaning they become sane and is the sleeping person till he wakes up you must remember so everyone got their dalil and evidence so but majority scholars say zakat will be compulsory upon the wealth of minors and people who are insane and so forth on Hanafi say no no zakat upon them this one says Ustad the maktab my child goes to performs the asr salah 10 minutes before maghrib I don't know how to approach the molana to tell him this is incorrect he rejects Mufti AK's fatwa Ustad so ask him, he rejects Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Nabi alayhi salatu salam said, when the sun is setting and then you read salatul asr and you're making it a habit, tilka salatul munafik. That is a munafik, a hypocrite salat. Fanakara arba'an and then in a madrasa to do this. Where are the trustees? Where are the parents? You must object strongly on this. When parents, I object when I enter the madrasas and masjids here and the students are reading, reading Quran, becoming hafiz, right till jamaat they read. They don't read sunnahs, nothing. So I ask them that, I ask the Maulana, you to see what you're teaching the children. That not one day they're going to read sunnahs and so forth. So it's wrong that. What is wrong is wrong. Whether he rejects is not my business. I'm teaching you the truth from Quran and sunnah. Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, now imagine 
10 minutes, 12 minutes before sunset, you get the children and they read Asad Salat. It's haram that what he's doing. Absolutely haram. On a habitual basis, you must remember that Nabi Sallallahu calls such people munafikin. And Quran says, وَإِذَا قَوْمُ إِلَى الصَّلَاةِ قَوْمُ kusala That they wake up lazily. Last minute they will wake up and so forth, you know, and read Salat just to show people يُرَاءُونَ nas وَلَا يَذْكُرُونَ Asr Salat must be read one hour, <laughs> one and a half hour before sunset. Remember that. And for you Hanafis, what you call Shafi time to read, they're totally permissible, whether in Hadar or Safar, whether you are at home or whether you are traveling. Because Imam Abu Yusuf, Imam Muhammad, our the Shafi'is, Malikis, Hanbalis on that issue. If you are traveling or once, you know, you are overslept or something, you woke up 10, 15 minutes before sunset. So you must remember this. So that is, you must remember uh, a different thing. But habitually you're doing this is totally unacceptable. You, the parents, must raise strong objections on him and you trust him. You don't listen, fire him. He's not fit mm. to be a teacher. He's rejecting the hadith of Nabi alayhi salam. He's not rejecting AK. AK is a non-entity. You're rejecting Quran. The people who go against Nabi alayhi salatu salam, they should beware. A big fitna and a big calamity, disaster will befall them. Oh, you see, Bahum Adabun Alim. Oh, remember, painful punishment will come. Surah 24, verse number 63. So that is what you must remember. This. Tell him all these issues. Somebody says, Ustad, I have no insurance for anything. My boss asked me to take out insurance for my car. He said he will pay for it. What must I do? Can I take out insurance or not, Ustad? If he's paying for it, the boss and all, then, then let him pay. That is, must remember that that's between him and the insurance company. You got nothing to do with it. As long as you are not paying for it, then it's fine. If he's paying for it, the employer is paying for it. That's between him and you must remember his business that. So that's fine. But you as a Muslim, you can't be getting involved in insurance, life insurance, this insurance, because the conventional insurance all this here falls in the category of gambling and there. And today you will get <coughs> the scholars for dollars and there. Everywhere they look for loopholes. So they have what they call takaful and so forth. All this is just playing games, you know. It's semantics and gymnastics and gymnastics and semantics. There they will change the name of interest into profit, P-R-O-F-I-T and so forth. Last week also we exposed it, somebody you must remember the bank says we'll give you 10.5% per, per interest. It's written there, 10.5% interest. And the next advert says Sharia banking and Islamic banking. Now, how you reconcile all these things there? So it's beyond me to understand how things like this can be halal, you must remember. Ustad, inform us how to use or distribute aqiqa meat. Ustad. MashaAllah, that your baby got born. Today is Monday, right? So now during the day, before Zohar, after Zohar, before sunset, the baby was born. Baby boy, then two goats or two sheep. If it's a baby girl, then one goat or one sheep. You must remember that. And thereafter, you must remember that we will say that on Sunday will be the seventh day. So on that Sunday, you slaughtered the two goats or two sheep for the baby boy or for the girl one goat one sheep you must remember you slaughter and thereafter best is you make three parts it's not compulsory but it's better 
one part you keep for yourself one part you give to your family friends and one part you give to the poor one third of it so that is the best now here there's an academic discussion can you give atika meat to non-muslims now your neighbor Tom, Dick and Mary and so forth are there so Hanafi say yes you can give them Shafis and them say no it must be given to Muslims only so that is the difference of opinion I see uh, Hafizab says Ustad is Narendra Modi a threat to Indian politics, Ustad. So he's a threat to the whole world. You must remember that. Go ask Google and go read their history of Google and you will see in the beginning of August and that they had and you pose the question. I did it two, three times and I mentioned it on air and the people, the Hindus tried it also and then the Indian government made big noise and then they removed it. So if you ask who's the world's biggest criminal, so the first name came Narendra Modi and you must remember 28 parties Parties are now uniting and the acronym is India. So you must remember that Palestine, meaning occupied Palestine, what they call Israel and India, they're both going on the same trajectory, you know, the same style. And what they're going there, that India wants Hindufta, Hindu nationalism, Hindu fascist, and everybody else, second class, third class. What are you going to do with the 230 million Muslims there? So remember, and they were the ones who liberated India. We don't say India uh, Hindus were not involved. Obviously, Hindus were involved, and Sikhs were involved, other people. But the Muslim contribution was a great contribution. Any person will tell you that, but the people got jaundiced eyes. So now you want to kill a Muslim, you want to destroy the mosque, you want to destroy the madrasas, and you say that that is how you bring peace. How you bring peace like that? Manipur, when he came to South Africa, he had to make a hasty exit midnight they took out because they feared that they will arrest him imagine so much fear they live in you see all these Haramis Israelis they don't come to South Africa so because they know the press and the Muslims and our lawyers will take them to the cleaners you must remember this so there they want a, they want the Jewish state pure Jewish state everybody else is secondary third class fourth class so that type of policy remember is self-destruction and remember Haaretz newspaper carried the article themselves I mentioned it in the news views and interviews and that is you must remember self you press the button of self-destruction so that is what's going to happen to India what would happen to Israel is a button of self-destruction but you know masses are asses they don't understand you catch a Muslim person you hit him lynch him get the woman raper everything is in your favor and so forth so they think you'll get away how you'll get away with this in the world you get away but what in the year after and then Modi the butcher of Gujarat he gives his thugs and mobs and terrorists three days to kill Muslims and rape the women America said 10 years no visa after that incident so everything is well documented mm-hmm. somebody says I wish to study Mufti Sab to become an alib uh, I'm at the age of 54 now where would you suggest that I do it as I have a family to support and must find work to do that but have strong desire to become an alim Ustad. No, you can't do that now. You must look after your wife, look after your children, and get one of your children an alim and so forth. You can't be neglecting your wife and children and then, then depend
went on uh, on handouts, collect zakat, and become like a mufatia and all that. No, it's not permissible that. You got desire? Very good. So one of your children, make them hafiz, make them that. Your responsibility is now. You are in your mid-50s. You have to look after your wife and children and so forth. And then whatever you want to learn, go learn baita, part-time day by your maulana, by your imam, your sheikh, whoever. So that you should do. But you can't be leaving all that, go stay in the hostel and all that, and wife, and not permissible all that. I've got uh, Brian. He says, hi, uh, AK. Good evening. When will the U.S. not be a superpower anymore? Brian Ustad. So, so, so when is a superpower? Even now, if Taliban beat them, did Taliban beat them or not? Hmm. Taliban gave them such a thrashing, you must remember that they will never forget, their children will never forget. And it wasn't America alone, it was America with 47 other countries, 48 countries. Our Mujahideen, our Taliban in Afghanistan gave them such a thrashing Trump said the worst defeat in the history of America is with them, all of them, and Putin is giving them such a thrashing that Joe Zelensky even changed his Minister of Defense and so forth. So what superpower are you mm. talking about? All by the lie is punishing them. In Florida, what happened? In Hawaii, what happened? In Carolina, what happened? So in now in the weekend, in Nevada, what happened? So forget all your superpower, brother. There's no superpower. The only superpower is all my Allah, Jalla Allah Akbar. See, I tell you, Brian, I don't know you. You walk past me, you won't know me, I won't know you. But I'm addressing you, Brian, because you ask this question and you still sl- suffer from a slave mentality. You think because you watch too many American movies, you know, Hollywood and all that. So you must remember that, that you still think America is superpower. Tell America now they must go and send their army to Afghanistan. And you will see what the response will be. Taliban say, come again. Taliban says, come again. We tell the British, come again. We tell the Russians, come again. We tell the Americans, come again. And we go fair fight. We see what you do now. We got your F-16s. We got your arms. We got your ammunition. We got our, you must remember, gold. And we're cutting deals with China and so forth. So now also they prepare to take them on. So you must remember that. Forget all this America superpower. Their empire is finished. Dollar is finished. America is falling apart. But only idiots cannot see that. If a boy marries a river to start, can her Tamil non-Muslim father be her wali at the masjid to start? No, not permissible. Remember that wali, witnesses, all must be Muslim. So yes, he is the biological father. Quran says, Surah 31, verse 15, You the son, you embrace Islam. You the daughter, you embrace Islam. But you must remember that, that you must have good ties with them. Nobody says you must sever ties. But when it comes to the laws of Islam, there's no inheritance between Muslim and non-Muslim. There's no, you say, she passes away, her parents will not inherit. Her parents pass away, she will not inherit, or he will not inherit if he was a non-Muslim and embraced Islam. So when it comes to nikah and all that, we don't want to mar this type of happy occasion and so forth. It will be only our people that will be the officials and people that will be there. So the witnesses will be Muslim. The wali will kill Muslim and all these things. Like the other day, you must remember, they asked the question, the Shia nikah. You can go into technicalities and say the nikah is valid and so forth and so. But we say no, that 
Why must you get a Shia who are swearing, Sayyidina Abu Bakr, Sayyidina Umar, Sayyidina Usman, Hazrat Aisha, to come and solemnize and perform your nikah and so forth? So we don't, we, we don't accept these things here. We will tell you, you must re-perform and repeat that nikah. So here also, we have to nip it in the bud and say not permissible finish. We don't go into technicalities and so forth. Somebody says, Ustad, a family just received inheritance last week. Must paid now or after an entire year, Ustad? No, compulsory immediately. You must remember that. Why immediately? Quran Sharif says, Nasibam Mafruza. So you must remember that, that the shares of the heirs are something that are the Ijbari. Ijbari means it's yours. You are the owner. Allah made you the owner. Even you are in. My father passed away. And we are three brothers, two sisters, two daughters, right? So now I'm the multi-millionaire. I say, no, I, example I'm giving. I say, I don't want. So it will mean I must take my share and then I give my brothers, my sisters. And if they don't want, then I give whoever I want to. But the fact remained initially after burial expenses, funeral expenses, and the deaths of the deceased and so forth, then you must remember that it comes to you, the A. But that is from Almighty Allah. Allah has appointed you as the owner. And therefore, zakat is compulsory on a pro rata basis. Whatever share you receive, you pay zakat immediately. A listener says, I put my meher in my husband's drawer and it got stolen. Does he have to pay me again, Ustad? <laughs> so you put your, your mahar in your husband's drawer. So now, did your husband tell you to put it there or you put it there? Was there negligence or was there no negligence? So there are a lot of issues there. If there's negligence, then tell the husband must repay you the mahar, the 10,000, 2,000, 1,000. If it is jewelry, then he must repay you. So you must remember these type of things here. So that is what we must be clear on and so forth. Second one is this, that we must be clear that even if it's not compulsory because it's under lock and key and so forth, so they will say there's no negligence, but now husband, your wife, is doing so much for you you won't die you know we say first time you gave a mahar and now it got stolen so now and you had it under lock and key and other. so give her a present now what is the big deal there she is your wife she's the mother of your children and so forth we can't be so hard and so forth you must remember with the wife and so forth and you have argument with the wife then Nabi Sallallahu said in this hadith give gifts to one another that will generate mutual love that hadiyah and gift you must remember removes the malice and the rancor and hatred is authentic hadith this so my advice to you brother just give her something and if I'm there then I will tell you what mahar you gave her thousand rand give her two thousand rand now because why so now she can spend more she's the mother of your children and a lot of issues so keep a big heart brother Keep a magnanimous heart and Almighty Allah will inshallah elevate your rank. Somebody says, Ustad, I want to learn how to read the Quran and learn my surahs. I am in my early 60s. But every time I want to learn, I feel lazy, Ustad. Any advice how to learn? 
Yes, you must fight your desires and your laziness. Allahumma inni a'udhu becaminal kasal. Oh Allah, I seek protection from laziness to watch soccer, to watch cricket, to watch movies. You don't get tired, but to get Quran, you get tired. So obviously, shaitan yet. So you must go to your local Mawlana Imam or somebody who's a hafiz and tell him you can't learn on your own. So you must learn by them and then you pronounce the words correct. There's nothing wrong. So Hazrat Mawana Umar Alanpuri, rahimahullah, he started heaps of the Quran when he was in 60s. So, so many people you will find like that. So people in their old age, they started, you know, learning Quran by heart and so forth. So you want to learn the basics. So no shame in that. We learn from the womb to the tomb, from the cradle to the grave. So in that case there, you must remember, we will say that go to the imam and read by him every day, one, two ayats, one, two ayats. And in that way, inshallah, you will then Learn everything properly. Hmm. Well, it's uh, half past nine. We're going to go for our interval. When we take my beloved, wonderful listeners, we will continue with the Q&A. Don't go away. Stay tuned. Allahumma la sahla illa jau sahla Wa anta tadul hazna idha shi'ta sahla Allahumma la sahla illa ma ja'altahu sahla Wa anta tajalul hazna idha shi'ta sahla اللهم لا سهل إلا ما جعلته سهلا وأنت تجعل الحزن إذا شئت سهلا يا الله don't let the angels put chains on our feet on that day give us shade underneath your arsh ya Allah our wives, our children, our families our parents ya Allah ya Allah there is no limit to your mercy ya Allah you have written on your arsh inna rahmati sabakad ghadabi my mercy is greater than my anchor Marcus Sahaba online radio serving you wherever you are this is Q&A send us your question on 084-786-3132 a listener wants to know, Ustad, please advise me on what to read as I want to sell my house. Anonymous, Ustad. Why you want to sell your house? A house is a great asset unless you're moving overseas or somewhere. And if you're moving to another town or city in South Africa, then you can rent it out. But if you want to sell it, then read, Allahumma khirli wa khtarli. Ya Allah, you select the best for me and choose for me the hadith in Tirmidhi Sharif. So you must remember that. So that is, Allahumma khirli wa khtarli. So that is number one. Then number two is this. You, if you want to really sell your house, then read Surah Lila Fikuration abundantly. And one advice I will give you, that rather sell it to a cash buyer, a person giving you a certain amount, than a person giving you more, but is going to pull you for one year, two years, and all that. An-naqdu khayrun minan nasi'ah is an Arabic saying. Cash is better than credit and lay-by and all that stories. So rather just make a cash deal and then he's his house and sell it like that. You know, that you out and is his house finished and done. So that is my advice to you. Somebody say, is it permissible to invest in Bitcoin, Ustad? If not, not permissible. So remember that Bitcoin not permissible. It's not a currency that anyway you can just go and so forth. If the government, they say, 
that they consider it as a currency and anyway we go like with our range or cents or whatever so then we will say it's permissible but currently it's not like that you must remember this this is you ask me another plot plan scheming of the Jutlas and Zionists and so forth you know they plan 50 100 years ahead these people hmm. so they want to move away from paper currency and so forth and so on and they want to go into all this cryptocurrency and so forth Today there was a good story, you know, somebody sent me. One lady, she went to the bank. And when she went to the bank, she told them, I want $10, you see. So the bank said, no, we can't give you $10, you must go there by the ATM. She said, why? They said, no, this is the law of the bank. So then the lady said, okay, give all my money. Mm. Give me all my money. So, you see, sharp lady, you know. The old lady. So... That lady, when she looked, the teller, when she looked at the balance, she nearly collapsed. One million dollars, this lady got. You see. She said, no, we can't give you so much one time. So Mm. she said, okay, how much you can give me? They said, we can give you now immediately $5,000. She said, give me $5,000. So she took the $5,000, she kept 10, and she said, now I'm depositing 4,990, you see. So now they tell her had to count again and so forth. So good, you see. So the point I'm making this mm. whole banking system, you must rem- there's no Islamic bank in the world. You must understand that. You see, Hazrat Mufti Sayyid Palanpuri is Rahimamullah. That when I opposed this question to him, yeah, Dalum Zakaria, these were his words. There were 20 ulama. Some of them were heavily involved in the Islam, so-called Islamic banking. He said, Islam may, Islamic banka wujud hoi nahi sakta. And they can never have a bank in Islam. Because why? They just make money out of it. You must remember that. See, I deposit 1 rand, 10 rand, 20 rand in the bank. They take that my money, my money, and then they give it out to other people on loan. And then they charge them interest, right? And so they, from that 1 rand, 10 rand, 50 rand, they're making it 5 times, 10 times, does that increasing, increasing. So that's how they get richer and the people get poorer and so forth. Therefore, interest is cursed so much in Quran and Sunnah and so forth. So there's no such thing as fractional banking and banking banking in Islam the way it is run now. So therefore, we must remember this, that this cryptocurrency, all that, if you ask me, is also a sazish, is also a plot and plan and scheme from the enemies of Islam. You see, when you got paper money, so you can do a lot of things. You can give donation, you can do this. They can't keep track of everything. But you must remember, once they got crypto, all that, they can keep track of every transaction of yours. Mm. So we need to understand these type of things. Mufti Sab, I am in Madrasa. I only like to talk and my classmates get irritated by me. It's hard to keep quiet. Any advice for me? Anonymous, yeah. to start. Shut your mouth. That's my <laughs> advice. That's my advice for you. So you must remember you're a student, right, you say. So you never learned all this. So Imam Abu Hanifa, rahimahullah, used to wear a ring. On that ring was engraved, Jirmuhu Sagir, Wajurmuhu Kabir. The size of the tongue is small, and the crime it commits is big. So you must remember that, this first one. 
Second one, if you're really interested in making yourself a better person, so remember, every time you talk too much and unnecessarily, then impose a fine upon yourself. Give out 20 rand, 10 rand, 50 rand to some poor people. In one week, in two weeks, one month, you'll be straight. You must remember that. Man swamata najah, hadith of Nabi salam. People who keep quiet, they are saved. Imam Shafi used to say so many times I used to keep quiet because people just took nonsense, you understand. Quran says, So you must remember that all Allah is teaching us all these things here. So no sense studying and you're getting direct opposite. So what is the purpose of it? We must always ask Allah for knowledge that's beneficial. I seek Allah protection from knowledge that is no benefit. So the way you're carrying on is no benefit, brother. Hmm. Somebody says, Ustad, is it true that the Shias are swing Mufti Sahib? Ustad? Sir, they shoot me 10 million and Alhamdulillah, I won. I must remember that. Whoever wants to sue, sue me. I know that there's a big case going on, you must remember, between that Broadway suites and them. That I know. But as far as I'm concerned, nobody sued me now unless there's somebody's grandfather wants to sue me. We'll be ready for anybody. The Jutlas want to sue me. The Shias want to sue me. You want to sue me? Sue. I got no problem with that. Mm. So people sued me 10 million. I told them, sue me 100 million. I'll never stop speaking the truth. So I'm telling you now, Shias are kuffar. What you must say? <laughs> Shias are cursed. That is what Nabi alayhi salatu salam taught us. When you see those people, you must remember who swear and curse my sahaba. Then faqulu, then say, La'natullahi ala sharrikum. Allah's curse be upon you for what evil you are perpetrating. If you want to sue me, I prove to you from your own kitabs. I don't quote from my kitabs. They gave me the kitabs. I had debate with them in South Africa. I defeated them. I had debate with them in Iran. I defeated them. So they tried to bribe me up, give me money. In South Africa, one family was pro-Shia. They took me in a room and asked me how much you want. You understand? Yeah. So all that is there. And one day we will name them and shame them also for all these type of things. Yeah. So we must be very clear on it. Don't come with your intimidation. One chef sent me a message now. He said that, you know what, that because you spoke against it, one butcher guy, he went bankrupt. And <laughs> So I said, Alhamdulillah, if you went bankrupt, you must remember these type of things here. When you don't do things properly, so then you must go bankrupt and so Mm. forth and so on, all these type of things here. So don't think you're going to, you won't come right with that. AK has been through all these things here. Mm. Our Shias and you Jutlas, I tell you one story. (laughs) When I started, Jutlas sent us a letter. Jutlas, you can do what you do. I'm going to speak against you. Anybody does nonsense against Islam, we're going to speak against you. Allah Yesterday Allah. we sent out 100 crimes. You must <laughs> remember this type of thing. Yeah? So we're going to speak the truth. You can hate me, you can curse me, you can sue me. Do what you want to. But you're not going to stop us from speaking the truth. That <laughs> I promise you that. <laughs> Wherever we get the platform, we will speak the truth. So that's up to you. You Don't try and intimidate me and blackmail me. People tried that many times. Time. You all know about the 10 million story and all that. Mm. So what happened? So you must remember. I won and they lost. So you must remember that. <laughs> Allah but Allah's help, but Allah's help. I see somebody says, but since you're running down all the Islamic 
organizations. So then who do we go to? We fed up of Mufti's statement. They're all Muslims who start. Remember that. Yeah, if Shias are your Muslims, you must remember, then go make muta with them and prostitution with them. You lie when you say that we run down all the organizations. We don't run down Majlisul Ulama. Mm. We say Hazrat Mawana Ahmad Sadiq Desai. We don't run down Jamiat Ulama Khauteng, Mufti Hashim, Bauda and them. We don't run down the Jamiat Ulama Kwa Zulu Natal and all these things here. So you must have many organizations. But if you, you know, when I show you a red apple uh. and then I ask you what's the color, so you say yellow. So whose problem is that? Because you got yellow jaundice, not only your urine is coming out yellow, your eyes are seeing yellow, brother. <laughs> so you must remember this time. Since when we say all, you see how you lie also. <laughs> I just gave you a few organizations. We don't speak against them because everybody, mistakes, we all make mistakes. But deliberately, mm. when you dig up the foundation of Islam and you talk nonsense and you go to church and do all these kind of things, then we'll never tolerate it. Remember that. And you say Shias or your brothers, then you can go to hell with them. Also. There was another Quran burning in Sweden under the slogan freedom of speech. Is it lawful in these countries to speak negatively about the Holocaust to start? So you must remember this. This is what they do. They will use all these type of things to agitate the Muslims and work up the emotions of the Muslims and so forth. Then when the Muslims react, then they will say we terrorists and so forth and so on. But when you speak about against the Jews, then they will tell you it's anti-Semite. I tell you straight that six million is a fairy tale story. There's no six million Holocaust story and all that so yes there was a holocaust but not 6 million yes there are 6 million 7 million Palestinians in the diaspora and so forth Mm. so always when you study western news you must remember it's a slanted news you must remember this type of things there that they will use terms that there must be security for Israel but the terrorists attacked them the militants attacked them but they won't say that the Israelis laws are such you must remember Remember that, that if I see how you treat my father, my mother, and you treat them worse than animals, the first day I get the gun, I put, I put a bullet through you. Mm. It's a natural response. You must remember these type of things there. So you must look at everything holistically and not selectively. Somebody says to Ustad, a revered sister, who does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala refer to when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, we, in the Quran, Ustad? Almighty Allah uses the word we in various places. I give you the easy one. Inna nahnu nazzalna dhikra wa inna lahu lahafidun. Chapter 15, 1, 5, verse 9. Verily we, surely we nazzalna dhikra. That we are the one who revealed the Quran Sharif, the reminder piecemeal, and gradually over a period of 23 years. And then, and surely we going to protect it preserve it. So what is this? This is a symbol of respect and reverence. Almighty Allah stamping his authority majesty. See, I give you another example. Put all the doctors, professors, and whoever else scientists together, and all of us together. Can anybody give life? Can anybody give death? 
نحن نحيي ونميت only we give life only we give death so that is all my dear Allah so when Allah uses it the plural it's a royal pronoun a symbol of respect and reverence and it is to stamp his majesty authority and sovereignty you creation you entire creation in the universe you can do absolutely nothing only I can do it I give you another example who can make the sunrise tomorrow when you look at our Gauteng, our Johannesburg, tomorrow sunrise, 6.20, right? So you must remember that. Who can make the sunrise 6 o'clock, 6.30, 6.50? Anybody? Nobody can do that. Mm. So that is then Almighty Allah stamps His authority, majesty, and uses the plural. And if you know anything about linguistics, you must remember that when you study the Semitic languages, it's very common you will do that. I see, I give you Urdu and I give you Afrikaans. If I'm speaking to an elderly person, respected person, I'll say, Aapko kya chahiye? What you want? A small, a small lighty, I'll ask, Tumko kya chahiye? What you want? Afrikaans, when I used to stand in a shop, I never stood in a shop, I just go play there and come out, our shop. So that if somebody come, an elderly, connect E help, you see? E, E in Afrikaans mm-hmm. is for respect. Mm-hmm. And connect yo help, so it's not, it's for ordinary. So you'll see in languages, they have these terminologies. Somebody says, Ustad, we have tickets to go for the Rugby World Cup, but we will ensure me and my husband read our namaz. There is namaz facilities in the stadium. Remember, Adinu Yusrun Ustad. Ah, go more and more to the haram places and say, Dinu Yusrun. When the World Cup came here to South Africa 2010, the Molvi, some of them, <laughs> the public, some of them, they never read Jumma Salat in the masjid. They would read there next to the stadium. And then not only that, they read Asr Salat after that. That Asr Salat is null and void according to all schools of thought. Hanafis don't allow it. Shafis and them don't allow Allow it. Why? Because to go to World Cup soccer, ten, uh, tennis, cricket, whatever, it's all haram, all these things here. You going to see all these rugby players and they're running around in shorts and all that. It's permissible, all that. The crowd there is all mixed and all this. It's permissible, all these things here. Mm. And Islam is not only namaz. So Islam is you must guide your, uh, guard your eyes, guard your ears, guard your tongue. That is Islam. Your whole money, you're going there, you're buying tickets, your time there. All is cursed by Almighty Allah, and Quran says that. You must remember chapter 17, verse 27. When you go and squander wealth like this, you become the brothers of shaitan. Shaitan is cursed, so you become cursed also. So don't waste your time and try and justify a dinu yusrun and all that. Professional sport, rugby, cricket, tennis, soccer, all haram in Islam. Somebody says, Ustad, that uh, uh, what's the masla pertaining to business partnerships? Because my partner, he loves partying, music, women, etc. What should I do as his partner, Ustad? So you never found out all this before we became... It's like that guy in Makkah in front of me, he ate the whole chicken <laughs> in front of me. Then he asked me that in Gujarati, he said, Mufti sahab, I halal che. I said, Baji, why you didn't ask before? First you ate and now you... So he felt embarrassed, then he walked away, you see. So you, how you made such a person your partner? He's not started partying, music and dancing and jiving all today. He started now. He started years ago. So now only you woke up and asked this. 
So Quran Sharif teaches us chapter 38, verse number 24. All Almighty Allah states, وَإِنَّ كَثِيرًا مِّنَ الْخُلَطَاءِ Verily, the majority of the partners, لَيَبْغِي بَعْدُهُمْ عَلَى بَعْدٍ That one makes zulam upon the other, they oppress one another. Who we can make partnership with? Except those who have true iman and who amilu salihat, they continue with the righteous deeds. Then see what Allah says. وَقَلِيلٌ and they are few. Ma ma they is in Arabic. Ma ibhamiya litaqidilkilla. Extremely, extremely few they are from them. Ma whom? So that is what Quran says. So partnership, shirka, sharika is permissible but not desirable in Islam. When we used to write fatwas, you know, they would type and all that. My wife she always knew that we put NV, not the banner. Please CPS there. Partnership is a ship that does not sail very far. Mm. After six months, one year, two years, five years, they must break up and so forth. That's what's happening to you now. So you say, no, I mean, I'm a partner with this guy. But now he's partying and that, and you're the good guy. How you can be a good guy when you don't do your homework and this, that? So you're also involved in this crime here. Why you became partners with him? Quran says, Surah 5, verse number 2, وَلَا تَعَوَنُوا عَلَى الْإِثْمِ وَالْعُدْوَانِ Do not cooperate in sin and transgression. Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu hadith and authentic sahih hadith قال النبي المصطفى صلى الله عليه وسلم the master عليه والسلام says قال الله جل وعلا الله تعالى says أنا ثالث الشريكين I will be the third one when there are two partners to his example so remember my mercy will be there my help will be there ما لم يخن أحدهما على الآخر as long as one does not make خيانت commit breach of trust with the other so everything is based on trust you must remember this go over various compilations so you if you want my advice then terminate that partnership and get out rather have a quarter loaf half loaf than going with the other half and then you know there's big problems I've got the sisters from Isipingo who start there they say that well Mufti Sab ask the directors to warn us sensitive listeners when music is going to be played sisters from Isipingo Beach who start so you must remember that we always tell you on Merkaz Sahaba there's no music absolutely haram and so forth the other radio stations yesterday we did program with Hafiz Wadi and in one break I phoned I contacted him and told him Hafiz Wadi play that repeat again and Tobela can play it for you now also before we finish that remember there are other stations if they play music I can't be held responsible if they have in their adverts music or they have women or what and all that we say haram is not permissible but remember that they patch in into ours and we say it's very good thousand more million people can benefit and how many people embrace Islam and so forth but you must now contact them I don't have any say I can't tell them what to do I, I gave the fatwa I told you it's haram it's not permissible hundred times I said so but you must remember that I don't even know who the director is basically so you might know one too but all of them I don't know so you must remember that they you must address them and tell them that on this program you had music you had this you had this and so forth Marcus Sahaba you know from day one we told you that no, no music no sports no nothing we is all haram that not permissible so start the brother Boris says how did Russia manage to lose over 300 aircraft to a country with such a small air force 
Boris Ustad. Oh, you must remember who is Russia fighting Boris. That Russia is not fighting Boris only, Boris. Russia is fighting NATO, mm. Russia is fighting America, Russia is fighting Europe, and so forth. So which small country are you talking about? Ukraine are like prostitutes, you must remember that. Everybody is just using them, and so forth, and they are very preparing the brunt of it. Do you know three million of them already had to leave cities and go to others? Over one million of them had to run away to other countries. And remember, we're very happy about it because Ukraine was supposed to be the second Israel for the Jutlas and so forth, you must remember. And in Europe, that is what they were planning. But Allah is the master planner. And Putin warned them already 10 years ago, don't come near me. Mm. I'm telling you, I'm going to destroy you. And it's the only country where the president, prime minister is a Jutla and a Jew beside Israel is Ukraine. So you don't have to be a rocket scientist to work things out, you know. So remember, we're going to give F-16s. We're going to give this. So bring everything. Russia say, we'll put one submarine. We'll put one nuclear. we flatten all of you. So what do you say, Boris Morris? So what do you say? Who's flattening who? <laughs> I see there's a bravery in Lenejah says, but Mufti Sab, the Afghanis, they're not following all the sunnah of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and you know about it to start. you following all the sunnah. You want to ask, speak of Afghan, you following all the sunnah. You must come to me tomorrow in the masjid, Tuesday. I have tafsir day in Jami Masjid. Mm. Salat time is changing tomorrow, quarter to eight. You must come there, come meet me. I want to see how many sunnahs you got. Since when you became the judge of the Taliban, people who gave thousands of their men, women, and children, people who took 48 countries, you are such a baila. If a water pistol comes to you, your huzu will break, and you want to come talk nonsense about them. So people are trying something, and you want to say no. So, bye. So, Hazrat Allama, our Ustad, Sheikh Uladis, Hazrat Mohana Salimullah Khan Sahib, Nawar Allah Marqadahu. People used to come by him and say, you know, yeah, tabligh jamaat wale, aise karte, waise karte. Say, bye. Tabligh jamaat, khairuhum is ghalib ala sharrihim. The good they are doing is million times better than the weaknesses they are doing. So, Taliban, same thing. That at least they're trying something. They finish up all the poppy seed and the drugs and all these type of things. Look at the odds they were facing and they defeated everybody. So we ourselves, how many sunnahs we are? I'm asking you how many sunnahs? If you are a man, come tomorrow to Jami Masjid, quarter to eight is Jamaat. After that, quarter past eight, ten past eight, whatever time, we will start tafsir and then we open the floor. You ask any questions and you must tell me that you the brother who asked this question <laughs> and then I'll tell you how many sunnahs you got <laughs> and how many sunnahs you got. Isn't it fair? So brother, you must think, tu ba man shagalahu, man shagalahu that Habib said glad tidings and jannat for that person he is so busy worried about his own defects and shortcomings and vices and sins than worrying about other people and so forth that's my message to you brother mm. what a pistol <laughs> I got a family from Roshni say Mufti Sab, we all are listening to you this question is being bothering us say if a person recently or last two, one year or two years performed Hajj and after Hajj he performed Tawafu Ziyara, then two Nafil Rakat Salah, and Sa'i without Wudu. Can he still have intimate relation with his wife and every other relationship with his wife who started? 
So if you made, now I'm not sure that what the question really is, so you must just uh, listen to what I'm saying. If you are saying you perform tawafu ziyara mm. and then you perform the two rakat salat and that you had hudu and then the safa marwa you perform without hudu, so that's fine. Everything is fine. There's no penalty. There's no nothing. And then you made ziyarat of your wife. You visited her and had conjugal ten. Everything is fine. For safa marwa, you don't have to have hudu. It's not a prerequisite. It's better desirable. If you mean tawaf ziyarat, you must remember you made without huzu. The mm. two rakat salat you read without huzu. And sa'i also without huzu. Then you have to slaughter a goat or a sheep and so forth as well. And make tawbah as well. Because remember that if you didn't perform tawaf ziyarat at all, then you have to slaughter a camel. You must remember that. And that is, and yeah, you performed it, but you never have hudu. So for that, you must remember you have to slaughter a goat and so forth. It's not a camel is better, but mm. it's not compulsory. And make sincere tawbah and so forth. So you must say which one you never had huzu. Was it for tawaf ziyarat or was it for the sa'i? Sa'i. You know, sa'i, then everything is fine. No problem. You don't have to worry, brother. For sa'i, you are... <laughs> this Mota, what happened to him? <laughs> Let me explain to you what happened to him. We're coming to the ending. So we ended a little bit like this. This Mota went around the Baytullah, right, seven times. Hmm. Then in huzu. Then he made huzu. He, he had huzu. He read his two rakat salat. Now, Safa to Marwa, Marwa to Safa. Now, in between, for the man, you have to run a little bit. You know, walk fast. Lad. So he was running, running, and then they came out. Toop, 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 toop. All the wind came out. Now, he just kept quiet, and he didn't tell anybody. After two years, he woke up. He said, no, let me ask the question. So, brother, so for Safa, Marwa, you don't need hudu. We're not saying you must go break your hudu, but if you didn't have hudu, your Safa, Marwa is valid, and mm. there's no penalties at all. So just one more quickly, I've got brother Fayaz. He says, is bodybuilding permissible? Remember, my niyat is for jihad. Brother Fayaz, who's that? <laughs> so everybody, they, or they will tell you that I'm doing jihad in that. How many Fajr Salat you must, Mr. Bodybuilder, in this past six months, since Ramadan until now? So you must remember this. Sometimes they want to ask questions and act like this. Mm. So what for? If you're going to use steroids, if you're going to use haram things and all that, they're not permissible. So a Muslim must be fit. So you must do a lot of exercise and all these things. Al-mu'minul qawi khayrun min al-mu'minid da'if. A strong mu'min is much better than a weak walim. Wa fi kullin khayrin. In all there is good. They got iman and so forth. So if you mean bodybuilding, you're going to go to the gym and look at the woman and the music and the, all haram, all these things, yeah. So if you mean at the home you are doing and there's no steroids and all this stuff, then it's fine, very good. So you must remember there will always be conditions. Like, i just edit on this one here. Like our woman or man, they say, no, me, I want to meditate. So I ask them, are you going to meditate? They say, I'm going to do yoga. So I ask them, did you read the history of yoga? Now they knocked out. Yoga is to do with Hinduism. Mm. So you must, it's got nothing to do with us and all this type of thing. You want to meditate? Why you don't read Zikrullah? Why you don't read Quran? Allah bi zikrillahi tatma'innul qulub. That when you remember Almighty Allah abundantly, in that the hearts will find peace and contentment. So don't come and all look. You see, our people, when I say our people, I mean majority, they have an idea. 
Now they want to make justify it. So then they will say, enough for jihad. And my heart is clean. And thus we will read the mass, but we'll be there in the soccer stadium, rugby stadium. So everything else that is haram, why are you going to justify that? So that is the problem. Human being today, Quran says, Balil insanu ala nafsihi basira. Human being deep down knows he's guilty. Walo al ma'adila. But he'll blame somebody else. You see. Husband will blame the wife. So that. But you're the guilty one. So you must remember this type of thing. Parents will blame the children. But the parents are the guilty one. They did a good example. So like that, I'll give you an example. So we all should think properly that don't start blaming. First, blame yourself. Remember that. When calamities fall, it's because of your own deeds and actions. Okay, next up, we have Hafiz Yusuf Kala. And thereafter, inshallah, we have the Urdu lecture by Mufti Zarwali and he passed away a few years ago Rahimamullah from Karachi Dua kaise karna chahiye That's the topic of the, of the Urdu lecture How much we beg and petition and ask Almighty Allah so he will show you and all that inshallah Tomorrow morning inshallah Mona Arafat, Junaid Muta, Riyaz Hussain will be here firing 4 o'clock Adhan will be 5.10 inshallah at around 5.12 or so like this morning so we'll start that time inshallah Aziz, Barakallah Inshallah, my brother Tobela will prepare it in two parts. The podcast, it will be in two parts, inshallah. So I will send it out. I'll send it first to Mona Arafat and then to all of you, inshallah. Barakallah fiqh, jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Fadilatul Ustad, Hazrat Malana Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein. Hafizahullah. Up next.